where I'm the les and I'm the gay. And today we're talking about icons. icons. Woo! <laughs> that was so good. That was so pretty. Uh, thank you. Um, how iconic. Oh my god. Stop. <laughs> um, what is a gay icon? Oh gosh, why do I always have to define that? Because I just beat you to asking the question. Yeah, that's true. You give your definition, and then I'll give my definition of what I think. I don't know. I think that's a complicated thing. I would say (laughs) it's, you know, as everything is. A gay icon is a person, Mm -hmm. a figure, usually, (laughs) you know, with some fame, that gay people particularly look up to. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, identify with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that completely. I feel like icon is just, like, a gay term that already exists. There's just a gay term for it. Um, what do you say? Like what some, do you mean? Um, because, like... Gay people invented the word icon? <laughs> I think it's a... Yeah, I think it's... I don't know if they invented that word, but they started using it. Like, it's a gay term just for someone right, to Right, like, that gay people that use icon. it a lot and, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah like, or, a, yeah, or, like sure, it's gay sure, lingo sure, sure. or queer lingo. Yeah, th- I think it's just someone like Wait, a... Wait, but do straight people say it, say it too, right? Yeah, straight people also say fierce and fish and all this stuff that's coming to the I don't think straight people now. say fish. I think they, they will. Say, they say, um, yas queen. <laughs> and wig, you know, like all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, wig. Well, that's, that's what I mean. Like all this like ball culture that's coming up and... Right, right, right. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm caught up. To me, icons that I really like are just people that I look up to or have done something so... Just, like, amazing. Sometimes I use it, use it, like, ironically. There's, like, a meme that goes around or whatever. It'd be like, oh, iconic. We love it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, with icons, I mean, I guess, what do you think makes a gay icon, then? Like, what makes gay people look up to somebody like that? And especially because there are gay, gay icons and then non-gay, gay, gay, gay icons. icons. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, like um, Britney Spears, right? And Cher. Uh, Judy Garland, yes. the OG. <laughs> I well, because I think it's a gay icon if gay people look up to them. Yeah, I don't. I don't think, think it's that gay. the person is gay. So then, why do you think gay people look up to these people? Like the non-gay ones, or yeah, just, yeah. I have no idea. Even oh, I have I, lots of thoughts. I was like, you have, <laughs> yeah. I was like, would you like? <laughs> I thought I would let you answer. First. Um, I'll give my two cents real quick. Just I know a lot of gay men idolize a lot of women Mm -hmm. and i think it's because they tend to abide to more fashion and culture than like so all gay people like fashion is that what you're saying Uh, (laughs) 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 did i fucking stutter (laughs) did i fucking stutter em no i think i think a lot of gay men identify with a lot of women because Especially in a time when there weren't, like, gay people in media. Yes, yes, and yes. And that's yes. all that they had. Then, I mean, that makes sense, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I feel like you could say that. Yeah. Um, I 100% agree. I feel like people look up to these women, you know, and speaking specifically about gay men, they look up to these women because they're not able to identify with the men right. that are in the media, right? Yeah. Because they're so either hyper-masculine or just, like, exuding heterosexuality. (laughs) They're just so straight. Right? And so, 
Yeah, and so, like, gay people, gay men specifically, look up to a lot of, like, powerful women. Yeah. Right? Because even that is, like, breaking the norm. Right? Like, gays love... Golden girls. <laughs> golden girls, right? Gays you know, because it's just like a bunch of a Period. bunch of fucking um, obviously. <laughs> you know, these powerful, confident women who live together. You know, right? Yes. And so, yeah, I think that's why. And again, especially when there weren't gay people in the media. You know, going back to Judy Garland, who I really do think is like. The original. The OG gay icon. <laughs> yes. And so, you know, even there was that phrase where you would ask, oh, are you a friend of Dorothy's? Yeah. Right? Literally. You know, and so it was like, oh, are you gay? Yeah. And Do you know Dorothy? We're talking about As in time, Judy Garland. Yeah, we're talking about a time when there wasn't even gay people on the street. Yeah, openly. like this was... Gay people had women and only straight identifying women to look up to before... Yes. Yeah. And there's even, like, female artists today... That gay men still yes. look up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely hasn't stopped. But in that sense, I understand why a lot of gay men still look up to women today, especially mm-hmm. very powerful women. Yeah, um, and I think any, like, notable figures in the media, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and, and a couple of them are queer now, too. Not now. Like, <laughs> a lot of um, popular women today are queer. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah. No, that's like, true. Like, I think about, like, Ariana Grande and Lady Gaga. Ariana know? Grande? Yeah. I had no idea. Do you listen to her music? No, that of course sense. not. Yeah, I'm the gay man in the relationship. That makes sense. <laughs> I don't even listen. I used to say this all the time. I was like, I'm a bad gay. I don't listen to Beyonce very much. I don't listen to Ariana Grande very much. Yeah. When I do, I enjoy it <laughs> Be- yeah. before I get canceled on air. Um, <laughs> but my friend Maria took God me to forbid. a Beyonce concert and I was like, sure, I'd love to. And I knew like two very obvious popular songs, but this was right after Lemonade came out and I felt... Mm. So out of place. Also, right, a drunk. People love yeah, Beyonce. a drunk woman also hit on me three times. It was. Funny. Oh, that's funny. It was hilarious. <laughs> At a Beyonce concert, <laughs> like, lady, <laughs> read the room. Anyway, that's I digress. That's so funny. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, but I think still, <laughs> I <digress>. like, <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of gay men look up to a lot of these women. It's interesting thinking about lesbians. I feel like there's less of this idea of icons. Yeah. I don't know. I have a theory. Yes. Um, Lesbians aren't loud. Well, that's true. (laughs) As we know. That's my theory. Lesbians don't exist. Well, yeah. I agree. Um, But my actual theory is I think the same way like a strong woman is very like appealing to gay men. Mm -hmm. I think it's because in the patriarchy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, she as a woman is normally put down, but she's going up and owning her body and her, like, feminine things. Oh, and, like, her power. Yeah, and so, like, qualities that gay men have had to hide or that are told constantly not to own. I feel like maybe for lesbian women, and I want you to chime in on this, there's not, like, they see men and are like, oh, how iconic, breaking the mold of still being a man. Right. It's not as... Oh, as, no, that makes sense. Yeah, as jaw-dropping. Or then, like, like, when a woman owns her power and is super fierce and, like, you know, well, and, and then, like, think, yeah, and I being think, able to identify with that, yeah. you know, as gay men. Well, well even today, yeah, a lot sense. of women, a lot of queer women icons that I know are praised for being butch women. At least who I know my queer lady friends look up to. Yeah. It's, like, people that are AFAB or just women yeah. that in general Assigned are female like, at birth. Yes, that are 
very masculine presenting now or just yeah. very confident queer women. Like yeah. I think about Sarah Paulson. I think about oh. Rose. I think about, yeah. Right, right, right. But that definitely wasn't a thing for everyone. Yeah. And I think men didn't have a, masculine men didn't have a mold to break. Right. So right. maybe it wasn't as like iconic or revealing when they did. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, I mean, that's my theory. Did you look up to anyone? Yes, and I totally do. I was also going to say, before I jump into that, and I was going to bring this up. This. Yeah, yeah, Because I wanted to bring this up because I was thinking about how I feel like I know more about gay man culture than lesbian culture. Yeah. And I feel more involved in, like, gay man culture. Right? Yeah. Which I have, like, has become more apparent to me as we've been doing this podcast. <laughs> um, em and I have recently gotten into Drag Race. Oh, my God. Race. Yes. I had no idea. I literally, I'm obsessed. And I, I was like, oh, Drag Race. I don't know. Like, I'm glad it exists, but I just don't think it's for me. No, it is for me. And it's so good. Anyway, <laughs> no, we could go on a whole way. tangent. I was like, I was like <laughs> I'm not a Drag Race gay. Oh my god, no, we totally are, though. I know, I have a We've been watching concept. so much Drag Race. Season 13, popping off. I'm, I know. I can't wait to go to my friend's apartment, get drunk, and tell them about my Drag Race ideas. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh. But going back, like, I feel like this is for a few reasons, right? That, one, my closest friends are all gay men. <laughs> so I'm just surrounded so by maybe. gay men. I go to theater school again. You know, which, which ties into performance the, anyway, you know, if yeah, you get a... Which I guess ties into the gay man thing. Right, right. And then also I feel like the media that I consume, again, like Drag Race, it's a lot of media that is targeted more towards gay men. But I think that there's not really media that's mainstream made for queer women. Yeah. You know? I mean, besides the L word, which is great. Well, there's lesbian period dramas. No. <laughs> 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 no, but I think it's You that. know, like there's not no. really mainstream, like not a, to the same extent. Yeah. Lesbians just seem to be quiet to me. Women <laughs> <laughs> are loud. Well, I think it's again... Also, I suppose with the like, again, the patriarchy, men well, have more power in general. Yeah, maybe it is what we were saying. Like with how there's not a term going around called toxic femininity, right? Mm -hmm. So people cheering on feminine celebrities or feminine culture, mm -hmm. both with like straight women and with gay men. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then, like we said, nicks out straight men for gay icons. But I like to think there are more, but I agree with you that it's not like a full-blown culture necessarily. Right. Like a whole thing with its own full lingo and right. people and community. I, yeah. I don't know. It's, no, I know. It's interesting. Yeah. I would like to get more involved in the lesbian community. <laughs> that would be nice. Right, but there's not but, a show full of drag kings on, exactly. uh, on season 13 and in like five different countries with like six all-star seasons. Yes, yeah. but oh my God, could you imagine if there was? Oh my gosh. I, whoo, that would be so good. And that's, yeah. And that's, again, like... I would love to have drag kings to look up to. I think that's what I'm missing in my life today. <laughs> drag kings. It's just, like, a bunch of drag kings to look up to. I should do some oh, research. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll but... I'll call it, RuPaul. I have his number Well, RuPaul's not going to go for that idea. I don't... I'm, we, you know, we... We, just, we can have a whole episode about drag. Because I have <laughs> thoughts. Um, also, I was going to say... 
Dragula, also a drag competition show, oh. which is spooky. Right, it has spooky queens, so it's like Halloween, right? But they they had a drag king, and he won. Oh, really? Yeah, and then they also had I know spoiler, but then they also had I believe the person identifies as a woman, but the but they they she explained her drag is like post binary, and so. Right. Was that the person that put staples and needles in their face? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, like actually stapled into Yeah, their again, skin. it's spooky. But I do appreciate that it allows for more diversity of expression. Yeah, and it's that gruesome. is one of my criticisms. The fair warning, they do some gross challenges on yeah, that. Yeah, no, show. it's it is. They but like you eat, know they like eat all the gross parts of a cow and drink its blood. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Again, it's called Dragula. Yeah. It's spooky. <laughs> so if you don't like they that. They don't lip sync for their lives, they eat cow blood. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, it's a little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. So then who are icons that you look up to. Yes. Well, and I was going to say this because all of the people that I look up to and who I think of as icons are people who share my identity, you know, versus like looking up to, you know, Lady Gaga. God bless. Um, (laughs) I look up to them because I see myself in them so much and and they share my experience so much. Mm -hmm. And so I'm pretty sure I've already mentioned this, but I'll go into detail. (laughs) My lesbian holy trinity. (laughs) (laughs) which is Cameron Esposito as the Holy Spirit (laughs) Lisa Crone as Christ (laughs) and Alison Bechtel as God (laughs) which makes sense which makes sense because Alison Bechtel wrote Fun Home and then Lisa Crone wrote the book for the musical so it's like the word made flesh <laughs> jesus <laughs> anyway, i think this is very I, funny <laughs> i don't think it's very funny at all um, <laughs> obviously. Uh, but um i really love the three of them and those are probably the three people notable figures who have made me feel most seen and so right. i really look to them and consume their art. Yeah, and I mean, I talked about, like, I love Dykes to Watch Out For because it showed, I mean, I guess this, like, lesbian culture and showed lesbian representation that Mm -hmm. I actually identified with. Because, again, I don't really feel like I do really identify with any other characters in the media that I can think of. Yeah, that's valid. Right? Right. Like, maybe some people on the reboot of The L Word. But I still feel like whenever there's, like, a masculine of center lesbian, she always is super edgy and cool and (laughs) smokes weed. And I don't. (laughs) And I am not. She thinks she's so cool. She fucking smokes weed and shit. (laughs) And I, you know, and so, like, I am not, you know, that cool. Yeah. And so I don't, even when there's these characters that I might be similar in my gender expression, Mm. I don't necessarily identify with them personality-wise. Yeah. Right? But Alison Bechtel's work, I definitely do. Lisa Crone wrote this essay for the book Cast Out, Queer Lives in Theater. We read the intro from my gay and lesbian theater class, and I then checked out the book from the library and, like, (laughs) read, like, different parts, and then I read Lisa Crone's essay, and it spoke to me so much. I have never felt so seen. I literally 
copied it, like scanned it and printed it out and like highlighted it <laughs> because I was like, oh my God. Um, but she talked a lot about her experience as a lesbian going, you know, in theater school and all of that. And right. Like, yeah. And so it, it very directly. Yes. Very, very directly. And then that's the same with Cameron Esposito who read her memoir because <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Literally um, from episode one. Yes. Because when we recommended that book. Yes. Um, if you haven't read it by now. You should. You're a fake fan. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I read her memoir this summer and it was the same thing where I just related to it so much and she also grew up Catholic and that was a big part of her life and so then I look up to her and relate to her in that way. She's really you. Yes. She's almost, or you're her. No, well, it's crazy. <laughs> like, reading her book, there were things that she said that I didn't even know were true about myself until I read it, and I was like, oh my god! That's what I've been feeling. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. And so, these are the people that yeah. I look up to. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Especially. Then, of course, I love all the drag queens. Well, <laughs> those, those, are, icons. those are your personal but, icons. Yeah. I mean, right, there's right, people right. that are, like, undeniably, like, queer icons. Like, Beyonce's an icon. There's numerous drag queens that are gay mm-hmm. icons. Yeah, but it's it definitely is different. It's well, different yeah. Because I think, for me, the people that I really look up to, there's a few that, like, yours to where it matches sort of my identity mm-hmm. and sort of things that I struggle with that they help me through. Yeah. There's even like an influencer that I call my icon because he has broad hips. Oh, the same body type? <laughs> yeah, literally the same body type as I do. It just makes me feel so Yeah. Seen. Um, it's so important that's, to see name? yourself. That's what's Bro- Broughton? Broughton? I, I pronounced I no this idea. name on a different episode and I butchered it that time too. <laughs> Um, and then another one is like Andrew Rannells because he's an actor who like has an unconventional voice such as I do. Yeah. In every role that he plays, I'm like, oh my gosh, and he makes it work and it's sort yeah. of that. But then in the same sense, I look up to a lot of people for just being confident and being like, yeah, their uniqueness. So like, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Like I am nothing like Katya, <laughs> the drag queen, <laughs> but we recently just watched season seven of Drag Race. <laughs> And We're obsessed. But she is just so honest and open and vulnerable and just like, She's I so funny. loved it. And I, you know, don't have prosthetic limbs in my home as she does or, have, <laughs> or like even... Is, have fake heads. Yeah, or like, nor am I even slightly good at putting makeup on, right? <laughs> and that's not like my expression in general, but it's the confidence from that. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the same reason I love Haley Williams, who is right. literally got me through my entire life. Mm-hmm. I followed every single album that came out, and every time I was like, Haley Williams, Paramore is where I am in my life. Mm-hmm. Literally, it was with it was that with like. Riot, it was that with Brand New Eyes, it was that with their self-titled album, and then when After Laughter came out, I literally was like, I've just grown up with Haley Williams, even though I'm, I think I'm like 10 years younger than she is, because then she just released a solo album, which I recommend you all check out. It's very, very good, called Petals for Armor. It's very, very good. Not She's not like a queer artist, but I love her. Well, I was going to say it's interesting because... That's totally an example of just, like, a confident, powerful woman that you as a gay man look up to. Yeah. And I was thinking about it, too, because I don't think 
I've ever been like obsessed with a celebrity. Oh, I have. In that way. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I definitely haven't. Yeah. I fall hard. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> Literally. I want that's so interesting and I think that's why like my icons are these niche lesbians, you well, know? I- <laughs> um, because, yeah, I don't even think that I ever looked up to a celebrity, like a notable celebrity, in that sort of way. Do you think it's because a lot of your problems were with your expression and you didn't see people that had expression? Where mine was you know, with confidence. I, saw pl- I see yeah. plenty of people that look like me all the time. Right. I think, I honestly, I think that is probably it. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. If there was a drag king race, I'm sure you would have a that few more. That needs to happen. <laughs> wow. Um, I'll start one. I'll Ooh. hit up Rue and just be like, I'm just like now thinking about Rue. it. and it, <laughs> I'm thinking about it though. And like, that would be literally so amazing. <laughs> uh, I was listening to, and to plug another podcast as I often will, but I was listening to Query this morning, uh, which Whose is, Cam- podcast is Cameron Esposito's podcast. <laughs> and her guest was Noelle Stevenson, who is the creator of She-Ra. And they were just talking at one point and were like, I just want to see more butch women in the media. Just like more butch masculine women. And I was like, girl, me too. <laughs> uh, I long for it. I really do. Right. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I think there's an attractive quality to femininity as and uh, a lot of people view masculinity in a very negative light without yeah. without diving into that whole thing. We have a whole episode on it. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that is why there's less of No, it, it's very true. less masculine representation. Yeah. Well, and especially you know, because the male gaze, I'm sure I've already said this. I No, we've literally had a whole episode. Say this it. all the time. Right, right. With the male gaze and then, yes. you know, still yes, pandering, yes, yes. blah, 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 blah. Yes. Women need to be, air quote, conventionally attractive. Yeah. It's a problem. Uh. Anyway, yeah, but I haven't, I never really looked up to celebrities That's at any point in my life. I would say that there's like musicals that I was obsessed with. Oh, yeah. So I wasn't obsessed with people, but I would like, Spring Awakening, I've listened to that soundtrack more times than oh. I can count. <laughs> That's what got me like through high admit. school. Uh, no, I'll admit it. Uh, I can. I know the words to every song. <laughs> <laughs> that's a glorious show. And same deal, Jonathan Groff is in that. He is. And that's another, like, again, I would call him a gay, like a Broadway gay icon. But I mean, there's plenty of other people that look like him that look like me. Right. Right. I feel like the people I look up to made me feel more confident in the things that I didn't feel confident about. Mm-hmm. And I that makes sense. Yeah, and the things I didn't feel confident about were like my mannerisms and my voice. So mm-hmm. like I loved Andrew Reynolds who is unconventional in both those lights, punk music where everyone has this unconventional voice mm-hmm. but are just singing so truthfully <laughs> and Haley Williams is just really fucking good at it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have personal icons in terms of oh, meaning people I knew. I didn't have anyone I knew. To look oh. Up to. oh, and that's such a good point, too. And I think yeah. that's another reason why icons are such a big thing in the gay community, both because oh, there's yes. not necessarily these, well, I guess these are people in the media, but like gay people in the media. Yes. But then also, like, because we don't often have actual gay people that we can relate to in our lives that yeah. we know. Yeah. No, yeah, that's, that such a, that's such a good point. I wonder. Like, who would, who else would I have looked up to? I grew yeah. up in a cornfield. No, that's such a good point. And there was three gay people, and I didn't look up to them. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like you to know? meet more middle-aged lesbians. Yeah. Just to be friends with. If you're a middle-aged lesbian, 
<laughs> Call this number. No, stop. That sounds no. See, that sounds that like sounds like um not the kind of ad that we are trying to put out. Are you a middle aged lesbian stop. looking for friends? <laughs> stop. I have a younger lesbian. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah. No. I think that's so true, though. And that's another thing. Sorry, going back to... Um, Girl, circle back. Circle, 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 circle back. back. Me feeling more involved in, like, gay man culture. Because I do know a lot of... I know tons of middle-aged gay men. Plenty. In my life, yeah. So many. Yeah. Again, because theater. Yeah. Right? I, like, I, yeah. Know, I know lots and lots of middle-aged gay men yeah. that I look up to, you know? I mean, I was even... But again, not a lot of lesbians. Right. Even before this pandemic, my co-workers who are gay men... Do they listen to the pod? Who... Are, they gonna, are we giving them a shout-out? Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> um, who are involved in the community. I would go out to bars with them before the mm-hmm. pandemic hit. And I remember there just being so many gay bars that were full of gay men featuring, like, a straight woman or two. Yeah. But there was one time when we were walking, we were like, that used to be a lesbian bar. It closed, yes. You know? Yeah, like, no, lesbian right? bars, like, are disappearing. And I think it's, I wonder... Which is also, what like... The, what the culture is. No, why, I know. Why gay men go out and lesbians stay in. I know, we're just like... Which is a blanket cat statement. ladies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, no, that's so true. you've someone and you've nested. <laughs> and we've and nested. Are... <laughs> we U-hauled already. No, but it's so interesting. three kids, Because there are so many gay bars... <laughs> Put Target. A payment down on a condo. Are spend you Spend money on a timeshare. <laughs> You're building a deck. Anyway, okay. keep going. <laughs> um, but that there's so many bars for gay men and these places that foster community, but then there, like, aren't really any lesbian bars. And then yeah. even, like, on lesbian dating apps, lots of straight couples looking for thirds, you know? Like, oh, right. And so even there, it's hard to find community. Yeah, and you I know, what it's that hard. Is. Yeah, I find this stressful. <laughs> are there physically less lesbians, or do lesbians just not care? As we just much? stay at home. <laughs> well, and then, and then like community formed. I mean, because I know a lot of gay men don't go out to be like, oh, I'm gonna go find all my friends. Gay men go out to find a partner. For the for sex. Yeah, if I wanted to hang out with my friends, I wouldn't pay bar prices unless it was like an occasion right right? and i Mm -hmm. even thinking about like the media i've seen about queer history it's Mm -hmm. usually gay men oh yeah i don't know where the lesbians were oh i well i'm sure you do yeah i do i do (laughs) i've done my research but like normal heart paris is burning yes well and paris is burning that's also i mean trans women mostly oh yeah yeah yeah. but yeah where are the lesbian women and the trans men Yes. Where are the yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, oh gosh, I could say so much. We'll have a whole episode of it. Yeah. Block it up. Put a pin in it. Uh, in it. See it? It's right there. Put a um, pin in it. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, now we just digressed into a conversation about, about where the gays fuck versus lesbians, lesbians are. Yeah. I know! Where are they? Um, but that, all to say that there are less people for lesbians to look up to. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, again, you and I look up to queer people for different reasons mm-hmm. maybe that's valid too yeah do you think there are other queer women that look up to people for different reasons for like confidence reasons or oh yeah well and i was gonna say when you said the thing about confidence like you were looking up to people who made you feel confident about these certain things yes. and that's 
why I look up to my lesbian holy trinity because they make me feel confident in my identity that they yes, share. That right? But then I think again what you said about like I couldn't find that in other people, <laughs> you know, like they they couldn't inspire me in the same way because yeah. They didn't share that identity? Yeah, I think that makes sense. Next question. Are we gay icons? Obviously. Fucking obviously. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, you... I'd hope to be. Right, and then... I mean, <laughs> well, I did say I made the joke where, you know, because Trixie, Mattel, and I are from the same county, grew up in the same county in Wisconsin, and so uh, I was like, oh my god, I am just destined to be the next gay icon. <laughs> and also, you know what's crazy? Oh, yes. Utica, who is on season 13, li- also lives close to where I am from in Minnesota. Yeah. I have so many connections. You literally moved from Trixie Mattel to Utica Queen. Yeah, I feel special. And now, <laughs> and now I feel seen. Um, so then what makes a good a gay icon? And I'm talking about culturally all over the place. Is it many people looking up to them? Yeah. Is it just a subjective opinion know. thing? I think it's subjective. Everything's subjective. Right. Nothing and I think is real. Because people look up to different people for different reasons. And I guess that's why there's gay icons. Yes. I will say I think it's interesting. I'm sure straight people have icons too. With gay icons, I feel like if someone is a gay icon, they have sort of this responsibility yeah. or this pressure to like, represent and support the gay community you know yeah that you know normal celebrities don't are you referring to like not gay gay icons both oh because i think how you say that us being queer everything we do then is inherently political especially as artists Yeah, yeah yeah but then for straight artists who are gay icons that's such a two-sided coin where i see people celebrate these celebrities for like doing more and like promoting queer stuff but then i also hear them get criticized for queer baiting and being like yeah yeah i'm a straight woman and i think being gay is fine i know (laughs) which is also hard because i feel like there's not really a win because you know you know that so much of your audience is gay people and so then you want to like support and you know speak in favor of them that's yeah. really the phrase that i wanted but and then you're inherently it's like gonna my get criticized brother's gay that. and that's, that's okay. okay watch watch the other two it's so funny we, recommend, we just recommend so i just read this whole episode just i hope here's the thing when i listen to podcasts that talk a lot about like queer media and stuff i'm i just always write down all of the tv shows or like things that they mention and then watch them and that's, that's how i get a lot of this information people just like we start our podcast and they pull out a pen and paper you hear a click and then start writing shit down because <laughs> yes. i think about that with sex icons and i'm talking about with the normalization and popularity of like only fans and like mm. sex workers right and like independent porn creators right my old trainer has an only fans yeah. now and this is a fact that he is like admitted to like being aware of is that his primary following is gay men right like over half which makes sense right and he's he's a bodybuilder and then like you know now he's a sexy man and gay men follow him mm-hmm. he has an only fans now as well And he posted, someone asked him in like a, oh, ask me a question. They were like, oh, what do you, how do you feel about gay people? And then he was like, I love gay people. They make up most of my following. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. 
And then it got to the point to where, like, you know, these riots started happening. He obviously had a little more conservative views. And then, like, right. queer rights came out on the table. And I was like, okay, so, like, what are your views now? Now that you're this crazy influencer, yeah, I one of the reasons I don't like a lot of influencers is because they have this power mm-hmm. and this following. And I don't believe they're artists because artists have opinions. And influencers don't want to share it. Right, where they're sort of a product. Yeah, and so, like, this man who had mostly gay following didn't care for gay people He just cared at that all. he was just profiting off of it. Yeah. And just like, cared that they were giving him money. He was like, yeah, and so yeah. It was, that's why I, yeah. So. Yeah, and I think that's so true looking at other celebrities. It's easy for it to seem like that they are just profiting off of the gay community, especially when they aren't gay or yeah, gay themselves. Yeah, that's a big thing around Pride, you know? Yes, People just yeah, start yeah. selling rainbow shit. I'm yeah. like, okay, well, do you actually support the gay community? Right, and so then I feel like the gay icons that are, you know, air quote, like, successful, <laughs> or, you know, that are more notable right. are people who actively support. Yeah. And, like, donate money to LGBT causes and, like, yeah. you know, like, and, like that sort of stuff. actively speak out against... yeah, yeah. yeah. Or so. have more of a connection to the community. Yeah, and all of my gay icons, my personal ones, do that. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm saying. And then I think, too, with gay icons who are also gay, have a responsibility to the community to represent the community. And yeah. I feel like that's... I don't know. That kind of sucks. To no, honestly. That's such a weight, but, right? Right? That but you, it's, so, it's so true, Because there's so many different types of people in general mm-hmm. but that you have to represent i mean we talked about yeah. that in our representation episode that there's so few right. few examples of queer people in media mm-hmm. and then we have to constantly be on our best behavior mm-hmm. right yeah and it's easy to criticize people when they're not perfect yeah very especially especially when on the internet <laughs> yeah. especially on the internet yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think we're all gay icons if you're gay okay. and you're yeah, every single one of you, that's something that like a straight woman would say. <laughs> straight like some straight celebrity who made an album about oh how god. she's sad over a boy would be like, I think we're all gay icons. Oh my god. You know? <laughs> Do you remember when Katy Perry when she was judging American Idol and then there was this one guy who was obviously gay <gasps> and then he came in and like said something and or she said something and then he was like, Oh, wig and then she was like, Did you just say wig? And then he was like, yeah. And then she was like, yes, wig. <laughs> and then, like, uh, Luke Bryan or whoever the fuck was the, like, the country judge was like, um, what? Wig? What does that mean? And she was like, no, it's not for you. It's just for us. And I'm like, Katy Perry. It's not for you. <laughs> if, if by like, standards. Right. Like, okay. It's not for you. It's just for us. That's the thing, though. I don't know if these people are queer or not so many of them oh right you know well and again that's the all sur- these people straight women but then i'm like but are they i don't know right and we can have a whole conversation about like appropriating culture but even like a lot yeah. of like gay icons a lot of, that lot of use... straight women well yeah straight women but i even think about people today and how you know you gotta know your roots this is all yeah. like yeah this is a bigger this conversation is, this is a giant conversation that roots all the way back to trans women of color and like drag balls yeah. and like where the culture even came from yeah but that's a totally different conversation. Yeah. Cool. Well, M, what is your gay recommendation from this week? My gay recommendation for the week is another podcast. <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, she does more than me. <laughs> uh, but I'm recommending The Sewers of Paris, which is a podcast by Matt Baum. A gay and- icon. <laughs> 
I think so. I love his work. But he is a gay activist, journalist, overall cool person. And he has this podcast where he interviews queer men and asks them about the entertainment that changed their life. I'm recommending it because they talk so much about, like, these iconic people that were in these men's life, you know, right? And so it's really cool because then you get to see a lot of different types of queer men and different ages, which is cool to see, like, how the media and stuff has changed. And it's very, very, very good. Matt Baum, Sewers of Paris. Nate, what's your gay recommendation? I'm recommending Vampire Fitness. Woo! It's Katya's latest EP, and it's amazing. So good. Katya is an absolute nut. She's a treasure. She's. Oh, I love her. <laughs> um, in case you didn't catch it earlier in this episode, Katya is one of my favorite drag queens. She is a Russian whore, and that's her <laughs> shtick. And she, she loves just doing all these crazy, out of the box, weird, like cultish. Russian shit. You know, it's great. But I encourage you to check it out. It's just really upbeat music and it's weird and kooky, but also so like, what's the word? Pumping? <laughs> I have no idea. It gets your good pump going. I don't know. Um, but I highly recommend it. And also check out the rest of Katya's stuff just to get to know her a little bit more. She's literally one of the most down to earth people. Follow her on Instagram. She's so funny. Yeah. So kooky. Vampire Fitness by Katya. Where can people find us? People can find us on Instagram at Podcast. There you can see all of our recommendations and you can slide into our DMs with anything you'd like to share with us about the show or any topics you'd like us to talk about. You can also follow my personal Instagram at NateJig, N-A-T-E-J-I-G, and you can't follow M because her Instagram is private. Correct. Go ahead and give us a five-star review and follow our podcast so you're always here for new episodes. That was slick. I have no idea how I did that. <laughs> I will never be able to do that again. <laughs> And until next time, let's be stars. Let's be iconic. And as always, let's be gay. Woo! Thank you guys so much. <laughs>